Welcome everyone. This is Glenda Dawson and you're watching Glenda's Dragon's Den. Uh, tonight, uh, LD decided to not be here so the ladies could have a nice chat. And um, being Valentine's Day, why not? You know, we don't need to, a guy. I'm joking. I'm joking. Don't let everybody <laughs> get angry at me. Um, it's about love. Love of everything whether it's love of angelics, love of divine, love towards another person, love in romantic way, or just love of loving humanity and everything that's alive. So with that being said, we have a very well-known author, um, a person who not only writes about love, but also now has been writing about angels and how they're here to help us and what how we can work with them. And uh, experiences that many of us um, really resonate with. So with that being said, welcome, Catherine. How are Thank you? Thank you, Glenda. Happy Valentine's Day. Same, same. <laughs> Thank you. I Thank love you. the two hearts in the back. That's I, isn't that great? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, for those who may not know you, I, mm -hmm. I doubt who doesn't, but those that may not know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Certainly. I am, um, I'm an author. I've um, published over 45 books and um, frankly, I just finished my 57th and um I've got quite a few screenplays as well. I was, I did the novelizations of Romancing the Stone and Jewel of the Nile. I have a Hallmark movie that is still being shown. It's called The Sweetest Heart. And if anybody wants to know, it's the cupcake one because everybody goes, oh, it's the cupcake movie. I love that movie. <laughs> that great cupcakes, you know. I was on the set for it, by the way, and oh. uh, we never got to eat any of the cupcakes. Oh. <laughs> And there were those really fancy ones, you know, where they really put a lot into the, to the icing and the decorations and stuff. They were just gorgeous. But anyway, those were props and not, you know, I couldn't have it. And, um, but anyway, I have been um, traditionally, as I said, traditionally published, but I've just started um, self-publishing. My last book is Magical Midnight, which of course you've read and, um, and it, and it is different in, all my books have been, my novels have all been um, a romance novels that I've had historical novels, you know, t uh, thriller, suspense romance, you know, mystery romance, all that kind of thing. But, but I've always, even as a small child, I've always believed that love conquers all. And that's been my, my own mantra for whatever is the situation you know even when i'm in an argument with somebody i just always you know well love will conquer all so i'll you know we'll, we'll defer to that and let that because 
love is the highest frequency of any kind and anything there is, mm -hmm. you know, God is love, a source is love, whatever you want to, you know, our divine spark within us is love. Right. And, and, um, Valentine's day is a, is really a great day for us to really remember what it is about us humans that makes us a little bit different than all the other species of which there are very many, mm -hmm. um, you know, and just even on this planet, we have, humans have a tremendous ability to love even beyond our own knowing it is. I believe that it is love. That is the, um, the impetus for bravery and courage. I believe that you, you have in order to have that thing that gives you that passion, there has to be that love for it, that, that feeling for it. You know, Sidney Lumet said, he was a great director back in the 30s, 40s, 50s, etc., and director and, and and writer. And he said, you know, there's only 37 plots, but every one of them is a love story. Lo a man and his dog, a man and his country, a woman and a man, man and a uh, his boat. I mean, I mean, even in *Romancing the Stone*, it was a man and his boat. If you really get down to it, <laughs> before Joan came along, it was the angelina vote right <laughs> so you know the there is something to that you know until you want to expand and share you know um and that love can and that's when we really start to see how divine our love can be as we spread it out a little bit we add more people into our circle our friends you know and and our animals our dogs our cats our you know, salamanders, <laughs> wherever we go with that, you know, that kind of thing. So, so it was, so it was, an, you know, my segue into um, angels, I think is probably um, the biggest, um, I don't want to say nudge because it was a whole lot more than a nudge. Can I tell that story? Yes. Okay. My, my, in 1987, this is when my, my writing has changed. I had, I had uh, published about eight or nine books at that time. So I, I already had a publishing house and I was, you know, in the game as they say. Mm -hmm. And so both my parents were at the um, Grand Canyon in May of 1987 and looking at the Grand Canyon and they both had heart attacks. And my mother had a heart attack first. So, you know, there's a timeline thing here. So my mother had a heart attack and they, they, you know, wherever it was that they were, um, they were able to get a hold of the, um, the, the ambulance and the ambulance came and then took her to the hospital in Flagstaff because that was the closest hospital that she could go to was there in Flag. So the so my dad drove the car behind the the ambulance and then he fought he was following them in she was on this you know gurney and they took her into the ICU and as she was being wheeled into ICU he dropped dead outside the doors of ICU mm. and he was dead for 22 minutes and they did everything they could I mean I I my my mother said they paddled him three times. Now she was actually in the other room, but she was told they had to use paddle three times, you know, to defibrillator three times to get him. Didn't work. They, you know, did CPR, beat on his chest, broke all of his ribs, broke his sternum, broke his collarbone, you know, whatever else they could break, they were at it, you know, but they brought him back. Yeah. 
so he was in so he was in the hospital and then um and then they determined that my mother didn't actually have a heart attack hers was um altitude the altitude so she had like a tia or something you know but it wasn't a real yeah she didn't have to stay in the icu so anyway um we got a call my sister was in in chicago mm-hmm. he lived here in, in indiana and i was in houston so she said i will get a plane in chicago you you get a plane there you know in houston and we'll meet in in uh phoenix and then from Phoenix, at that time, we got a little puddle jumper, you know, it was one of those, literally, like a little mm-hmm. cup plane, you know, because mm-hmm. it was so late at night and we were desperate. So we chartered this little plane to get us up to Flagstaff because there wasn't anything running. And and like I said, back then, you still had those kind of pilots that were a little on the cocky side, you know? <laughs> Which I love, you know, the, you know, the Harrison Ford thing, you know, in the movies yeah. or Indiana Jones or something. And um, so this guy said, oh, you know, not, not a problem. I can get you there. And I said, it's, there's a storm, you know, there's lightning and thunder. And he goes, well, we'll, we'll fly around it, you know. And I was like, okay, you know, because commercial flights didn't take off in a, in a thunderstorm, right? Right, right. But we flew through this thing, and I mean, it was, and my sister the whole time is like, we're going to die. We're going to die. I know this is it. You know, it's going to be this big family funeral with all, you know, four caskets, you know, that kind of thing. And um, so um, anyway, the, the, um, we got to the, we got to Flagstaff and it was, it was well after midnight when we got there. Mm-hmm. And, um, and when we did, we, we walked into the room where my dad was into the ICU and, um, so anyway, we got into ICU. I'm sorry about that. And, um, and my dad said, um, Oh, Kath, I'm so glad that you're here. There's something that I've got to tell you. And I said, well, what do you have to tell me? And he said, well, the first thing I have to tell you is I have to tell you that I love you. And I said, I said, really? Because the whole time I was growing up, and I was like around 40 years old at the time that this happened, 39, 40, 41, something like that. And the whole time that we were growing up, you know, he, I would, I would, he never said, I love you, you know, just flat out you know without prompting i always had to say you know daddy i love you and then he'd say oh i do too or yeah me too something like that you know but it was just that i you know a lot of it was that generation i believe but Mm -hmm. it just wasn't done very much you know that kind of thing so anyway he said you know i have to tell you that i love you and i said well i love you too and he said well and he said i'm gonna say it more often i'm gonna say it more often it's important and i said okay and he and i i said and why is that important? He said, well, that's what I have to tell you about. I have to tell you about what happened when I went to the other side. Now, we were very Catholic. He was very, very Catholic. And, um, he, you know, Catholics refer to heaven as heaven, you know, right. Protestants yeah. are paradise. Yeah. Right. But right. I, I know for a fact he never heard the words the other side. There's no way right. he would heard that. I had heard it, but he, you know, and I said, what do you mean the other side? How do you know about the other side? And he said, well, that's actually what they call it. They don't call it heaven. It's, uh, you're not really quite there yet. You know, when you first, when you first go over. Right. And I said, and you were just first going over. He said, yeah, yeah, I, that, that's what happened. And he said, um, and I have to tell you what the being of light said to me. And I said, you mean an angel? And he said, no, 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 not an angel. Angels are the other guys. 
<laughs> and I said, so there's a distinction. And he said, oh, yes, the being of light is entirely different. That's who meets you when you first come over mm -hmm. is the being of light. And he said, he said, and I said, well, did you see any angels? And he said, oh, yeah, I saw him. I said, I heard him. He said, they, there's, he said, you know, there's a lot of humming going on over there. It's a lot of, a lot of that humming. And I said, <laughs> and he said, you know, I, I don't like that humming thing. And I said, well, did you like their humming? And he goes, <laughs> You know, as a matter of fact, that their humming was pretty good. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, I, I'm sure I'll, be, I'll tell them in my prayers. <laughs> you know, next time I see an angel, I'll tell them my dad likes your humming. <laughs> right? He's <laughs> such a humming expert, you know. So anyway, he says, he says, um, uh, I have to tell you what they said, what they, what they said to me. And I said, well, tell me what they said. And he said, well, they, first of all, they told me that they were sending me back. And I said, uh, why? And he said, well, they, because I had not learned the only lesson that a human being goes to the earth to learn. And that's the lesson of love. Mm -hmm. And I said, really? And he said, yeah, I he said, I, I have, I have some work I have to do. And I said, okay. And he said, and then they, and then they told me what uh, about you? And I said, who did? And he said, well, the being of light told me what uh, about you, that what I have to tell you about what about your life. And I said, no, wait a minute. This is your near death experience. And I, your, your near death experience is about me. And he said, yeah, it was. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is far, really far out. And he said, um, they want you to take my story and other people like me, you know, that have these kinds of stories and, and you're supposed to take the, put them all together, chronicle them, uh, even stories like, you know, that your mother had and your grandmother and, and you, and cause when I was a little girl, I saw an angel in my bedroom when I was about three years old mm -hmm. and often, not just once or twice, but I mean, often and not to mention fairies and you know some unicorns before unicorns were popular and right <laughs> and we had unicorn pajamas you know that was long before any of that right <laughs> i mean not to date myself but hey you know, it's true <laughs> but it's true it didn't come it didn't come along till 30 years later you know? right right so anyway um they said, and then you, he said, you're not supposed to change their stories. You said mm -hmm. you 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 interview them, write them mm -hmm. down, chronicle them, and put them put them together, and then put them together in these books. And he said, and then when you die, you'll be judged on those books. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's what I said. I went, oh, no pressure there. What about all the other stuff I did? He goes, well, pretty much they're they're kind of you know. <laughs> zero focused on the <laughs> angel book <laughs> so so anyway um um when he went you know when he came he he did lit you know he did get we did get him out of the hospital he was there right. for a, a little over a month there mm. wasn't much of his his heart would just really turn to mush so there right. wasn't much going on but um he we did get him home and he changed a lot after that you know i when I would, and I still lived in Houston, so I wasn't here in Indiana. And um, 
when I would call, I when I used to call, he would say, "Oh, let me go get your mother," you know, and and my and then I talked to my mom, but my dad wouldn't talk to me on the phone, you know, mm-hmm. and then that really changed after that near death experience. He would say, "Well, I want to tell you what happened today," you know, and mm-hmm. I, I you know I went for a walk or I went out on the golf course and you know I didn't really play golf, but I putted, you know, and things like that, and I and then I just wanted to tell you that I loved you. And I love you. I, I want, I just want to make sure you're okay. So all of that changed a lot. And I, that's why I think it's so important. Um, if it had that much impact on him, you know, we need to, we all need to remember to, you know, um, n- not just say, I love you to the people that are around. I mean, that's really important, but also mm-hmm. just to be kind to people you don't even know, you know, if we yeah. would just all be, kind to each other you know uh, you know very true very true you change a person's complete life absolutely it certainly changes their day and their, you know it was like um we were walking around the uh, lake the other day and we ran into a gentleman who just moved here from chicago and he said you know everybody here is so nice they say hello and talk to you and everything and i went how about that that's really true Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a major difference you know you, yeah it is you're yeah, used to is. a place where it's hurry 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 and nobody even nobody even feels like they have time to look at you true very true but they Not feel like they don't have yeah but they feel like they don't have time but they they can have two seconds to say good morning and continue walking yeah they don't exactly. have to be a full long conversation um, exactly but that's that's unfortunate what humanity has turned into yes you know so absolutely um, so you your father changed which yes normally yeah. with a near-death experience there is some major change so i'm glad that yeah usually he he did a major one though you know yeah he, he uh, his was a complete turnaround you know yeah which is good. Yeah, it's, yeah, really it's good because I'm sure if it helped your relationship with him, get it helped oh, yeah. get closer and yeah. seeing him at different light now. Oh, absolutely. And then so so I want to tell you my Valentine story. Oh yes, please. Okay. <laughs> so my Valentine story. So this so then about a a year or so, maybe yeah, it's not too much longer after he died maybe a couple of years after he died um, at Christmas time, I was putting up my Christmas tree and I had this diamond ring that had, you know, it was popular back then. It was like a spiral up like this that had you know, little teeny stones all the way up. And then it had a, a, a big stone, you know, on the top. Right. And so when I was putting up the Christmas tree, I, it was a live tree. So I bumped it somehow. And that big stone, the bigger stones wasn't big, but it, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. but it was almost a carrot. And, the, and it fell out. And I mean, we went through the tree and trying to find that, thing, you know, the whole, the, I mean, both when we put it up and took it down, never could find, never found it, you know, couldn't find it. So a couple weeks later, um, um, I had a, my, I was, I, I had a very large uh, closet at that time. I was in Houston. We had just built this house in Houston and I had a very large closet. And in the closet was this, was a, um, a cupboard that had a, like a, a you know, a, a large uh, 
changing board, you okay. know, um, you know, where you pack your luggage, luggage right. packing board. But on, but on there, I, on some shelves, I had perfume bottles. And then there were a couple that I had down on the, on the surface mm -hmm. of the countertop. And I, I had a box that had a, a perfume bottle that was shaped like a bracelet like this. Mm -hmm. And that the apex of it was a, a blue stone, you know, just right there at the blue stone, but you could really see that blue stone. Well, anyway, I went into the closet and I was putting some things away and I look and I, looked at that and I would always look at that bottle because I bought it in Paris and I just loved it mm -hmm. and at the apex of that blue stone that dark blue stone was this glittering loose diamond white diamond and I'm like wow my uh, my uh, and all I thought was my 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 diamond came back you know and mm -hmm. so and so I, the girl who was helping me clean the house, I went to her and I said, Maria, I said, did you, did you find that stone? She said, no, I didn't touch anything. I didn't do anything. Uh -uh. She said, I vacuumed the closet. That's it. I don't touch anything. You know, she, she thought I was accusing her of something, you know? <laughs> and I said, well, where did this come from? She said, I don't know. I didn't see it. I didn't. So I thought, well, you know, how it couldn't have fallen off of one of the shelves because I wasn't up there or anything. Right. So anyway, um, Valentine's Day was coming and um, there was a friend of mine who had a talk show and I did an interview for Valentine's and and so at the end of the show he said if you could have anything for Valentine's Day this year what would you like to have and I said I'd like to have a sign from my father that he's still alive that he's still around me and that he mm -hmm. loves me. that's what I'd like I would like a, a sign from my father right. so anyway I got the I got the stone and my uh, fiance at the time said, um, what do you want for Valentine's Day? And I said, well, I'd like to have a heart, uh, a diamond heart. You know, I, I right. love the hearts and stuff. And he said, well, let's take that diamond that, you know, we found you. Obviously, we found your diamond. So let's take that diamond and we'll send it up to Simon in Dallas and we'll get a, 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 a you know, a little necklace made out of it. Mm -hmm. I said, OK, that sounds great. So Simon called and said, well, you need to send me the papers for the stone. Do you still have them? I said, oh, yeah, I've got them. And he said, great. So I faxed those up to him. And then Simon calls me, you know, the next day. And he said, OK, I don't understand what's going on here. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, <clears throat> I got all the papers, you know, all the paperwork for the diamond. Mm -hmm. And he said, but the diamond that I'm holding in my hand the diamond that's on the papers was three-fourths of a carat and it was flawless. And the diamond that I'm holding is almost a, a carat and a quarter and it has a flaw. They're two entirely different stones. Wow. And I said, so he said, did you have, did you want this stone back? And I said, I don't have stones floating around my house. I have <laughs> one diamond. <laughs> it was, and I lost it in the Christmas tree. <laughs> he, said, he said, well, I don't know what to tell you. He said, except that dollar wise to do the exchange, et cetera, and then do the work. They said, it's just about the same. So whatever you yeah. know, you want to do. So I said, Oh, go ahead. And I, you know, yeah, I want to go ahead and get the uh, necklace of the diamonds. So this is the necklace. This is Ooh. 20, about 26 years old. Mm -hmm. This was, that's how long ago it was. And um, so when I got it on Valentine's day, um, my fiance, he said, this is so that you always remember that you got your sign from your father because that oh. came from out of the next yeah. dimension. And it was definitely not from, you know, the earth. And he said, yeah. there's a sign from your father that he is here and he loves you.
And, and he said, you know, next time have him send bigger diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> you know, why not? Uh, right? Yeah, why not? Yeah. A, few, um, a few more, Dad, a few more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's my that's my Valentine and and Valentine's was always his favorite holiday because mm -hmm. he said it's the only holiday that we have that's just for love. Right. Think about it. it's not about kids getting candy or Santa Claus coming or going trick or treating or the Easter Bunny. It's just about yeah. telling someone that you love them. Yeah. So isn't that interesting? It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful. So. What a wonderful yes. experience. And yes. definitely confirmation your father was around you. So. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's nice when we know that our loved ones are around us. Because yeah. we miss our physical being, of course. Yeah. But knowing that they're still with us and knowing that at some point we will unite with them, whether, mm -hmm. you know, however we get there. Yeah. Um, that... It, it's comforting. At least it is to me. Oh, it, is, it is to me. And I know it is to many, many people. And um, I, I think for a lot of people, they would find even more comfort if they got, had that connection or could figure out how to find that connection. Right. And that's one of the reasons why I think my um, angel stories are so good because it tells, and, and the work that you do is that you, if, if you're not, the angels and your your deceased loved ones, they're all around you. You're mm -hmm. just not seeing it. It's not it's, them. It's yeah. you. Yeah. You know, you, there's all kinds of whispers and glances and shadows out of the corner of your eye. Yes, that's really your mom, your dad, your mm -hmm. husband, wife, son. They're really there. I, I had a, um, an experience that was in Houston. Um, I did... Um, counseling for bereaved parents who had lost a child or a baby mm. and um this when we were going around the room it was it's, this one was in a church i had never been to this church before and as we were going around the room every single dead child deceased child came to that parent and i was and talked to me I could, they were almost mm -hmm. not in the flesh, but I mean enough that um, right. I saw their clothes mm -hmm. and I was able to describe the child with their clothes, what they had and, and the message that they wanted to tell their parents, which you, interestingly was more than um, just, I'm happy, I'm okay, stop right. worrying about me. It was um, one of them was a girl who had lived in Italy and she was a painter and she was telling her parents that she wanted them to go to Italy and get these paintings that she had left with mm -hmm. a friend. Mm -hmm. And that the friend was um, not doing the right thing by her paintings. And she wanted her paintings back because her parents could put them in a gallery in the United mm -hmm. States. And they did. They went to oh. Italy, got the paintings. And, yeah. So it was interesting. I was really interesting for me. But there was one lady who came. And she had a family there. She had a, she had like a four children and one boy died when he was about nine, eight or nine years old. Okay. And the family had taken up, there was a, they had a two story house and it was Easter time. And all the kids and mom and dad were out in the front of the yard, right by the front door. And they had their Easter baskets and all that kind of stuff and everything. And they had a friend, the neighbor came and took a picture of the, of the family because all the 
flowers were blooming and all that kind of stuff. In the window right above them was the dead child. Oh. Now that's confirmation. That is definitely confirmation. And I mean, I saw that photo and I mean, he was in the flesh. There was no transparent anything. So they are there. Mm-hmm. And when you when you get the feeling that they're talking to you, they don't you're not going to hear their voice outside your head. You're going to hear it in your head. Right. So when you hear that, they're like them trying to get through or sending you a message or saying something to you, answer them back. Mm-hmm. Start talking to them. Drum up a conversation of your own. I mean, I say good morning to everybody every morning, you know. Mm-hmm. And on and um on Friday, I have this whole set of these beautiful cut glass rose bowls and mm-hmm. i have a little vigil of different colored vigil candles in each mm-hmm. bowl well right now obviously they're all red right <laughs> valentine's day right right and so every friday night i light a little tea light in each one the, for all my dead people they're right. for all my dead people and you know a while ago you know 15 or 20 was fine but now that we're getting to like 36 or 37 oh my god well, i mean we got a forest fire going on around here <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i can understand that uh what i do is just put my parents my grandparents uh-huh. and then one as a collective because um my father's the last one of 18 siblings. So oh in order to take care of all my ancestors and my loved ones, I, I keep saying that there's just too many out there. We're just, we're just, you know, taking care of this. Um, yeah. And, and his father, my grandfather died when he was five years old. So that's how old mm-hmm. his parents were. So, wow. you know, um, wow. so there, there's a lot, a lot. So That's I just, a- I just say, okay, this is, this is a memory of all of them. Cause I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I think I'm going to have to get, one. yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> we have a community candle. <laughs> yeah. It's a community candle. I'll make one, you know, like I said, I, I have a special <laughs> one for my parents and, Special one for my grandparents, but after that, yeah. it's like, uh, yeah, sorry guys, just, yeah, just pick up that energy from there. I send you love, but yeah, yeah, um, you know, and especially right. since now I have a, a granddaughter who's a year and a half, uh, she's into everything, so I have to make sure that you have to, yeah, you got to be careful, right, right. So mm-hmm. it's a whole other, whole other ball game. You, you yes, have it to is. adjust. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. so true. Yeah. So yeah. um you gathered the the stories, wrote them, and now were there any was there any time while you were writing them that you said to yourself, Oh, what am I doing this for? Or were you like determined? Like, you know, sometimes being human we have doubts. And I was mm-hmm. wondering if you if you had that moment, did you hear your father's voice again? Um, I have not had that moment. I have okay. I've just been determined to get the get the stories and and um, and usually after I have like your show or something, people will write to me and tell me their story, you know. Or if I'm on the radio, like a lot of times those late night radio shows, the people mm-hmm. will call in, they'll tell me a story, and 
I'll get their email and they'll send me, you know, oh. the source. But I have heard my, um, my father's voice uh, two times in this house. And one time was um, my mother was still alive and she was in an assisted living at the time. And, and it was not, she wasn't doing well. And it, <clears throat> it was um, either mother's day or her birthday. And I had baked a cake and I got, balloons and just things that I knew she you know flowers and things that I knew right. that she was really more nail polish stuff like that and I literally was putting things down in the dining room near the door to go out getting ready to pack the car to take over to her and my heard my father say I like what you're doing for your mother and I mean I was brought to my knees because it was a voice that was outside myself. Mm -hmm. It was, I mean, it was loud and clear. And I thought, first of all, it takes a tremendous amount of energy for them to come through. Yes. Um, even as the voice. And I've had a couple of instances. One was my grandmother when I was 13. My grandmother came to me in the flesh mm -hmm. right after she died. And I can't even imagine how much energy that took. Although I have heard that within um, uh, two weeks of death, that they that I had a, a, a Jewish rabbi tell me that uh, the many times the dead will go around, and that's the time that they make their amends, mm -hmm. which I hadn't. I know that there's some religions that say that, you know, right. and some yeah that they're going around. And when my um, Another friend died. He had gone to um, a f another person I know, and he and she said he f appeared in the flesh, and she said he and he said I'm I wanted to just come and tell you I'm sorry. I and she said and I said what is he talking about? And she said he was making his amends, mm -hmm. and I thought well that's only the second time I'd heard that yeah. phrase, but then you don't hear anything for a decade or two decades <laughs> because it's a lot. Mm -hmm. it's a lot for them to do that so and and then there was only one other time it was when my sister died that i heard my dad's voice she'll well, be fine yeah she'll be fine well yeah. the um the, i've heard that they have uh seven to ten days yeah and well, they're allowed they're allowed you know that's why they they want see their own funeral their own wake you know sometimes when you go to a funeral home and for a wake and you feel like their presence there. Yes. You, you say, oh my God, it's almost like they're here because yeah. they are there. Because they are there. They yes. are there. They, yes. they get a chance to see who's there, who paid respects, who yes. showed up. And the, you know, sometimes when I go to wakes, it's very hard for me because I see and hear and all that other stuff. Yeah, right. And I'm like, uh, nope, I'm not here for anybody. I'm just here to pay respects and leave usually I sit all the way in the back because I'm getting the so wh why is he there he, he didn't even talk to me for three years and I'm like just just be quiet yeah just, just let the yeah. human make believe just let it go he's alive he's still got to deal with it <laughs> yeah right and um so sometimes it's a little hard but loved ones when they come back after the that morning period yeah and they go and they debrief and they come back to give messages 
Right. They have the power of the divine behind them. So they you do. feel you feel that energy of love. Like all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, grandpa, okay, here he is, or whatever. And you feel yeah. it. You can yeah, you do. Yeah. So yeah, you do. You know, you because they, they use that love. Right? Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. divine love. So absolutely. And um now, so now you're continuing to write the books. And, yes. Um, so anybody who has stories, they could contact you. And Absolutely. Email, yeah, through, yeah right? through my through my through my website or my right. email, they can send their story. Um, I've just I'm in the process of proofreading a new one. Um, it's called Angel Timelines. Mm -hmm. It's it's a it's got some. Um, Pre-COVID, COVID, and a little post-COVID, because it's that's it's a we're in a different world than we yes. were prior. And um I have one story that goes back uh, maybe almost 40 years. And I was at the time I was told numerous times what the future was gonna be, which is the world, this world that we're in right now, where mm -hmm. I, you know, everything is a lie. We're finding out all kinds of hidden truths and hidden secrets. Upside down. Upside down. Upside down is a good word for it. Uh, upside down. And I was terrified at the time. I mean, just, I thought humanity can't get that. It, it just can't get that bad. It just can't. And I uh, literally quit. I would, at that time, I would get up in the morning and I would um, go work out. I went to a workout class mm -hmm. and then I would come back, take my shower. And then I'd meditate before I would write all day. Right. And um, and then when I meditate, I would go to the computer um, and I would channel in. Oh, you didn't call it channeling back then. I didn't tell anybody I was doing it because, uh, yeah, I mean, they would probably burn my house down. And, you know, right. And still, <laughs> still to this day, you find yeah. some areas. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and um, there was a uh, I would just. It was automatic writing with the computer mm -hmm. is the only way I could say, you know, yeah. explain what mm -hmm. it was. And there was a, a, they called themselves the group. They said they were the group. They were, they said they were divine. They were angelic. They were not, it was nothing from the dark. They always were spreading love. And I always asked, I would say, are you from the light? Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of, especially now there's a lot of tricksters and imposters mm -hmm. and evil demons around and stuff. So you have to say, are you from the light? And if they're from the light, they will say yes. Yeah. If they're not from the light, they won't answer. Or give you a whole different other story. Like turn it oh, around. Yes. Just, they'll, yeah. they'll try. But if they do not answer yes, mm -hmm. go away. Tell yep. them tell them to go away and never come back in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, mm -hmm. and it works. It works every yep. time. But anyway. They were from the light, but they were showing me at one point, Michael, the archangel came in and said, this is the truth. This is, we can see all time, you know, and <clears throat> we can see the future. And if humanity doesn't change, this is what it's going to be. Yeah. And it was pretty apocalyptic. Mm -hmm. So um, what we can do now to change that timeline is is all that love that we do feel as humans is to send it all around the world, especially send it to your enemies. I mean, if anybody's out there that needs some is your enemy. Yeah. I mean, they're really in the wrong place. Right. <laughs> you know, they so need sure. a lot of it. 
you know, right. like you get, you're going to get a triple dose. It's like a triple ice cream cone, full right. of love, you know, mm-hmm. and, and um, for all the war torn areas, we send light and love in, I mean, in just massive amounts of light and love for that to end and to bring, bring those vibrations up and bring the, bring the whole evolution that brings the evolution of all mankind up mm-hmm. so that yes, we can and, be raised and, and we can ascend and mm-hmm. this is this is right now the time to do it i mean it is like, it's, I, it's, I, it's right now it's not going to be tomorrow it's nope. not going to be the next day. if you don't start doing it today it then you're you don't want to do that no you just don't want to do that you want to you want to send the love and you want to send the light you know yeah yeah because uh it could be uh something like uh we'll end up like uh, mars empty shell yeah exactly and we don't want that no we have one we have the most beautiful eden to live in i mean the trees and the flowers our natural beauty on this planet is i i just can't imagine anything any prettier Mm-hmm. You know, it's just so beautiful here and, and to have the chance to be out in nature and any, just even for five minutes a day, you know, go to the, mm-hmm. go to the mailbox and just look around at the sun and the, or the clouds and the rain. It's all great. Right. Exactly. It's wonderful. Yeah. So, um, now do you have anything else that you, besides the one that you're editing, that you're seeing yourself doing so you mean in the future yes yes i have i want to do another angel book um that's a, really a collection of story of stories that people had something um probably covid you know covid post covid how things have changed i you know a lot of people went through there was a lot of loss a lot of sorrow how did they did they have angels come in and help them through, you know, I had two cousins who died and I I couldn't even go to their funeral Mm -hmm. because we weren't allowed, you know, and I'm just like, who's making my, my, of course, this is me. Who's making these rules. I got to go talk to that guy because that's not a good rule. (laughs) It's like those rules in Catholic school. Who made up those rules? Yes. And we all pay for it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I was doing a lot of um, doing COVID funerals, which were basically everybody masked up and it was just the family, the immediate family was allowed. Oh, wow. And yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that that was it. And uh, that, that was, that was hard. Yeah, that is hard. Because not only were they losing the person, but they didn't have support there was no support system no for support, them. Yeah. Right. It was so, it was it was tough. Yeah. So it was very tough. Um so yeah, no, I I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, that, I think that rule should have of... been a little bit stretched oh. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Agree. But I, I think there are a lot of stories out there of of because the one thing I know is during that time the angels were really around. Mm-hmm. They were really around if people were looking, but we were so, as a group, as a collective, we were so full of fear and unknowing. That's how I felt. Right. Because I was always like, who's making these rules? I don't understand who these people, I never even heard of the who before, you know, I thought it was a, a group, one of my right. favorite rock groups, you know, the who, I mean, what? 
they're making the rules. I don't think so. And then, you know, I was just like, I, I don't get these people and, right. and, and, um, making up all kinds of things that are just out of freaking nowhere. I mean, well, you know, at that point they needed to keep everybody in. They needed they thought. to keep, right. They right. thought. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, they found a way to, to do it, to do it. Yeah. You know, because so, we were getting too united. Yeah. Because if, if you recall, right before COVID hit, we were really starting to unite and started mm. to ascend and started to awaken. Yes, we were. Yeah. And that's what they got. That's what the why they were afraid. Right. right. Yeah. So we were starting to do what we were supposed to do. Now we're going to do it and screw them. <laughs> Well, let's face it. If it's work that's got to get done, nobody's really going to stop it. it they yeah. may delay it, but it's not going to be. Stopped. But it's not going to stop it. No, no. you're absolutely right. You are absolutely so right. You know, and especially yeah. if it's work in the light. Yes, it's not going to stop. That's that's correct. That's correct. Um. So, out of all this, you know. You, you bring in the angels and the love and all that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And have you found any one story more captivating to you or more re or resonating more? Because, you know, you, you do so many stories. Yeah. Um, and um, I, you know, I could ima only imagine that some may really hit home because they're so similar to what you may have experienced mm -hmm. or, or made you um, bring tears to your eyes, right? Yeah. Um, probably, I have two that I think, and, and both of them are vanishing angel stories. And um, both of them were told to me 20 years ago. And they still resonate all the time with me is you know you just never know who you're gonna meet mm -hmm. you know and it could be an angel and you don't know and one of them was this lady had a um man come to her house now you know I, like i always say is you know during the depression when my grandmother you know in the 1930s you know hobos would come to her house and she'd give them you know you know they'd say can i have a can of beans or can right. i have a piece of that pie or something so that was this, but this is in the late eighties where people had money and stuff. And it was Houston. We were rolling and rocking and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And this man comes to this woman's house and she was, she was kind of a, an oddball, very flamboyant, very flamboyant. I mean, you know, she had, she had a jewel cowboy hat and jewel boots on all the time. You know, mm -hmm. one of those, it was always, she was hilarious. But this man came to her house and asked her if he could have some food. He was hungry. And she said she didn't know. She lived alone. She didn't know what had gotten in it. She just said, yeah, come on in. I'm making some cowboy stew, you know, which was beans and meat. And, you know, and she had right. all this, you know, cowboy barbecue stuff and everything. She gave him a full meal. And um, um, she said he must have had a, at least a gallon of sweet tea. She said, I know everybody loves my sweet tea, but that man just drank all that sweet tea. Well, anyway, he got up 
and said, thank you very much. And um, didn't say another word. He said, just thank you very much. She said, they chatted a little bit, but not a whole lot. He went to the door and he turned around and looked at her and she said, "His all of a sudden his eyes were this blazing blue and looked right at her and he said, for I had, I was naked and you clothed me. I was hungry and you gave me food to eat. And it took one step down the steps of her and vanished right in front of her eyes. Now that story just, I mean, I tell it now and I get goosebumps. I got goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. And then another one is Donna Vall's story. She has a, she's really fantastic. She's an artist and she has a website, uh, Angels to Guide You. Mm -hmm. And she was an artist and she, she was doing portraits, but whenever she would do the portraits, they just, they weren't turning out like the person, you know, mm -hmm. and she couldn't figure out what she was doing wrong that people would come and pick up. They were beautiful. Mm -hmm. And she couldn't figure out what was going on. So one day in her little shop, it was an angel shop. She sold all kinds of, you know, uh, religious relic um, things and, and all that, you know, statues and stuff. Well, anyway, this beautiful guy, she said, you know, it almost looked like a young Cary Grant, you know, he was so good looking, you know, really, really, really good looking and came in and um, he started asking, you know, going around the store and he looked at a few things and he started asking, he said, so he said, um, she said, is there anything you're interested in? He said, those portraits that you've got lined up behind the counter, what are those? And mm -hmm. she said, well, those are mine. And, and um, I'm not really sure what I want to do with them. And he, she had, she had had a friend who wanted to take her to some meetings or something that, that, um, uh, that she wasn't sure about because they were all about extraterrestrials. And she said she wasn't really into that. She, that, that kind of scared her. She didn't want to know anything about it. And he, so anyway, he turns to her and he says, without her saying anything, he turns to her and he says, and so you're frightened of extraterrestrials. And she <laughs> said, she was like, well, how do you know that? And he said, well, you know, these, these paintings that you're, these portraits that you're doing, they're not really human. And she said, they're not. And he said, no, those are all the guardian angels of the people that are the, that you're doing their portraits for. And he said, and what are angels if they're not extraterrestrials? They're not part of the earth. Mm -hmm. So they had a few more, little, few more little conversations and everything. And he turns around, walks to the door, vanishes. I love that story. And she changed her. She changed. She was about ready to give up all of her art, right. you know, just to do something else. She changed everything. And she's just allowed herself to really go into what that guardian angel was trying to portray mm. rather than write the, woman's por the person's portrait. And then on the bottom of the painting would come in deceased relatives, cats, dogs, their, their, and she would have Hebrew letters that would come in that were would actually say different things, but she had no, she doesn't know Hebrew, she doesn't know, right. but they were all in gold and she had them gold. She did mine. And my guardian angel was blonde with lavender eyes. Ooh. I know. I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I still got it. You know, it, it's just real. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. So we're coming close to the end of the show. Um, I can't believe it's gone so fast. Is there anything 
that you haven't uh, let us know or tell us and you want to share with us before we go? Um, be, besides my website, which is www.officialcatherinelanigan.com, but you can also go to www.catherinelanigan.com and I'll get you there because we have a, I have a new website. My new book is Magical Midnight. Mm -hmm. This is, it's, that's got holographic letters and the, this is the first edition, which Glenda has, of course, yes, I do. but it's Wonderful. only available that, that edition is only available through my website. So if you want a signed autograph. One you can you can order from the I've got PayPal so it's all set up you know on the website, but the big thing that I want to say to everybody is to always remember to tell the people that you love that you do love them. Don't hesitate, even if you start to get it out and it doesn't come out, just start it. You know, mm -hmm. it'll, next time it'll come all the way out. And when you see when you have a relative that is the the meanest and nastiest one, they're the one that needs you to hug them besides saying that you love them. They need it more than anybody. And that's hard for us to realize because the first thing you want to do is run from them. But <laughs> you know, you're like, I don't want to even go there. But that's the one that needs the hug the most is that they're so empty and they, yes. need, they need that love to fill them up. And those tears of joy that you feel will be straight from God. Beautiful, beautiful. And on that, we're going to end this. I want to just say thank you to our audience. Thank you, Catherine, for coming back on. It's always a pleasure to talk oh, to you. Oh, it's always fun to be here, Glenda. I love your show. It's I just, love you. So. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With that being said, as always, we're sending many blessings. And as always, love you. Love you.